2: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the debut of Last Mark Standing right here on YouTube. Some of you may be familiar with the concept already from its days on the PWTR podcast, but if you are not familiar with Last Mark Standing, then there are a few things that you need to know before we get this show on the road. Unlike the other shows here on PWF Empire, Last Mark Standing is not just a conversation, it's actually a competition. Last Mark Sanding is judged on three rounds of competition formatted in a roundtable debate style. Each round begins with a pro wrestling themed question, followed by the competitors engaging in an all-out, no-holds-barred war to determine who can effectively argue the best case in favor of their answer. Now, I do have to put emphasis on what I am about to say next. This is not a popularity contest. This is not a popularity contest. You do not win because you have the best answer. You win because you have the best argument. When the dust has settled and all of the final scores are all tallied up, the person with the most points has effectively vanquished all of their foes and they will be deemed the last mark standing. So, with all of that being said, hopefully you all have a better understanding of the concept now, and, yeah, I guess there's nothing else to it but to do it. So, let the games begin. We have three competitors fighting it out tonight for the right to call themselves the last mark standing. They are PWF Empire contributors Duke, Evan, and Justin. Are you guys ready?
2: Always.
1: I was born ready. Okay. Oh, hell yeah.
0: (laughs)
3: Alrighty then, so with Last <laughs> okay. Mark standing tonight, it actually has a very special theme, the 2016 PWF Empire Year End Awards. We won't be revealing all of the nominees nor all of the categories in this video. We're just going to be picking out a few of the categories and having those serve as the separate rounds for Last Mark Sanding, and that's what our competitors will be fighting over. The first among them is the question, in the year 2016, what was the feud of... The year. Duke, what is your answer?
0: Okay, so it was really easy for me. The feud of the year, beyond all question, in a year that's full of a lot of bad feuds, had to be The Miz versus Daniel Bryan.
3: Okay, interesting pick there.
2: Justin, what's your pick for feud of the year? Um, I actually picked a wrestling feud that actually took place and was an actual feud, and oh, that, that sure is... That's uh, already... Yeah, because it's pretty obvious when you give me like you know point blank range, I gotta you know hit it. Um, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I think of all the pure wrestling feuds, this is the most personal of them all. It felt like an actual wrestling feud, like a personal bout between two people. It wasn't just like two characters or just watching wrestling. It felt like an actual feud. So I have to give the nod to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Evan. Feud of the year.
1: I got a feud that's not just some regular feud. This is a feud that is a super feud, and I don't even know. I'm the only one saying this, but John Cena versus AJ Styles, a dream feud coming true in front of our eyes in 2016.
3: Okay, so now that we have all of our answers, let's fight it out.
0: Okay, so the problem with a dream feud right off the bat is that it's never as good as what you booked in your head. You know what I mean? It's- Did anybody see the John Cena, AJ Styles feud and say, oh yeah, that's just as good as what I saw it going to be? No, I think everybody kind of came out of it disappointed, and mm-hmm. honestly, like it's one of those things that we still haven't seen the end to, and I don't know if I care to see the end to anymore. That's
1: I find it kind of funny, because a couple of their matches are argued for not only match of the year, but... Arguably is two of the best matches that people have seen in a long time And those are some of the comments that came out of uh, the first couple of matches that happened between them So I'm not really so sure if that disappointment is to the level that you think it might be. I mean, yeah Sure, is there the ability to see a a dream feud and say hmm. Yeah, you know I I want 10 out of 10 every single time. Yeah, sure we as humans can kind of do that But I think if anything this is the one time where that this is the exception to that rule AJ Styles and John Cena put out two of the best matches in 2016 and people were marking out going nuts going crazy I remember social media absolutely blowing up because these two guys we're putting on such a good show. And they told the story, too. They actually gave you an element where John Cena looked like he was human for once in the ring. So I don't really speaking see of, Speaking
2: of Speaking of storytelling, like, I was with you, Evan. I was like, this is going to be Feud of the Year, like, like everyone else was. But then that first match of Money in the bank happened. And then that finish happened. And it, like, blew it blew the, blew the steam out of me where, like, AJ knows had to have the club come and interfere and win for him. And they're telling this perfect story about Cena can't, be, can't stay up stay up with uh, this AJ Styles kid. And yet the club helps him beat John Cena. It's like, well, that's a place. But then you go throw Enzo and cast into the feud randomly for no reason. Then you throw the match. saying was a good point, but then they kind of ruined the finale with that by having the triple threat match at no mercy with Dean Ambrose. Like they, They kept screwing with its thematic and they wouldn't just let it play out and let it be a simple story, which it needed to be, to play out the dream scenario. And speaking of dream scenario, Duke, yours is an absolute dream because Daniel Bryan will never – there will never be a payoff for it because Daniel Bryan will never hop in the I'm
0: sorry. I get the payoff every single time The Miz has a match. Everything that he does is getting better and better because of Daniel Bryan. The Miz's career took a turn, and it is better than it was even when he had the WWE Championship. With that IC belt and the fact that Daniel Bryan does not believe in him. The fact that he wants to prove himself to Daniel Bryan while going out there and being the best heel on the card and the best, and most importantly, he's winning all the time. He made Dolph Ziggler interesting, and this entire thing only really took off because of Daniel Bryan.
2: You have to factor Daniel Bryan. Like, for a few to work, both parties have to be like. Really involved, and Daniel Brown's kind of just taking a backseat, throwing opponents at him. That's not satisfying. You don't know, see Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, most- I'm
0: sorry. Was uh, was Vince McMahon completely involved in every single time yes. that Austin God and him had a match, or City 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 did City Vince McMahon sometimes sit back and throw people at him?
2: Yeah, but the thing is, Vince McMahon got in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Daniel Bryan will never get in the ring with The Miz ever again. So there's no real going to be real gratifying payoff. the yeah. Dolph Ziggler is not paid.
1: Well, I think the comparison of those two feuds in the same sentence kind of makes you cringe a little bit because this is good stuff, but this is not Austin versus Vince McMahon level worthy. No, I mean, at I'll, the I'll, same I'll,
0: time, I, like you're taking the, the face GM who's the most over guy on your roster, and you went, "We can really do something with with this guy," while touching on years worth of history and turning I, I it into something that helped out the Miz and made everything that he's doing, even if the other person is not as interesting more interesting because Daniel Bryan is actually the centerpiece that the Miz revolves around on that roster. I
1: think a lot of what's going on, though, with that feud is that the Miz is just having a great run right now. And he's, and, and I think anybody can, can concede that he's having the best run of his career. But I don't think that the, the feud with Daniel Bryan is the reason why. I just think the Miz has improved more You're and more over point. time. And that... And that's, to me, just it doesn't add fuel to the fire for it to be feud of the year because Daniel Bryan just being a, a GM and being a guy who, you know, the all, the all his best segments coming on Talking Smack. And that's something that, yeah, a lot of us hardcore fans, we love. You know, it's cool. But guys who are just watching the shows week in, week out, I don't think they're sitting there saying, I got to see Talking Smack. And that's why WWE has to go to the length to show that again the next week on SmackDown because they have to reassure everyone, hey, this is what's going on. I think The Miz is just kind of shining so bright that it may seem like him and Daniel Bryan are having themselves uh, a great feud, but I don't really think Daniel Bryan's all that much of a a player in this this role at all in terms of it being the best feud of the year.
0: Speaking of best feud of the year, really quickly, because I know we haven't even touched on Justin's yet. Because it's hard to knock down. ROH did that feud a hundred times better, and they did it for a couple of years. And quite frankly, when they get to WWE, and there is already a measuring stick in place, I expect them to at least meet the measuring stick. They did not meet the measuring stick. This is the biggest stage. They've got to do it bigger and better. And if you watched in 2011, the truth is they just didn't.
2: Here's the thing, though. That feud in ROH helped this feud. I mean, it's good to have that there for reference. for Some fans who can go back and like, oh my gosh, this is a tie-in and all that, but you don't even need that. WWE did a good job of saying that's a part of it, but the big thing is what started NXT, and it just grew. It kept growing and growing, and the fact that Kevin Owens and them, it's just about trying to be better than each other, that neither can be successful while they keep fighting each other, and they need to find resolution there. The c- conclusion at Battleground was perfect, but Sami Zayn kicks him twice in the head to say it's done, it's over. I beat the biggest problem in my career, and it's just a great story, and like Kevin Owens was so good at being like a psychopath. Like You never really cared about me, and like this whole like a friendship breaking apart, and it's like the most personal and most realistic feud we've had since Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, which ended terribly with a genie hologram from like Bray Wyatt. This one actually had a proper resolution, and it felt like an actual wrestling feud that we got back in the day, where it felt like these two people actually didn't like each other, and they really had to wrestle and like finish something. It was a finale ditty to it, and it just felt like a legit. In the, like ROH was so a great.
0: Over the past few months, we've had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn face off almost as many times as they did in their feud. And but I think, think that we have, just keep going you, back to it and going back to it. And it's it's not like I'm excited to go back to it. At this point, it kind of feels like John Cena versus Randy Orton. It's when two you guys who if I never see them touch again, I'd be happy. When you mentioned NXT, I, I
1: I think that was where y- your argument loses validity because the, what they had in NXT was better than anything they've done on the main roster, and I that's just, really been that, the that has really yeah. been the biggest problem. They had their
2: best match at Battleground this year, and With, was their best but, match in the WWE but, umbrella. It was be- best at Battleground. It was a great match. But the best went, elements
1: to the feud all happened in NXT when Kevin Owens that first made his debut. And, then they and and they had that match where they told the whole story of Kevin Owens is. Superior to Sami Zayn, he is the ultimate underdog. They have not told that level of story. Yes, they did. on the Chapter main one. roster.
0: Chapter one
2: was not, NXT. Chapter two was Sami Zayn coming in the Rumble, causing Kevin Owens a, a title shot, causing Kevin Owens the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. did that
1: feud kind of just it, go by the but, wayside for like a few
0: months? I, I feel it really like that. Did. Yeah, it, it, it no, kind of just. It was always, like, the same as I mentioned that feud was, was a really bright spot at the beginning, and then a pretty bright spot at the end. And in the middle, there's like you say there's like a moment here and a moment there. But if you didn't say that he interrupted him at the rumble, I'm like, I know they kind of like did stuff here and there, but I'm not entirely sure what those things are. Whereas Kevin Owens attacked like,
2: him backstage through, through a table, Kevin Owens did this. Sami Zayn always came out. They kept hockey fighting each other. Even at payback when there was the first of their blow-off match. And Kevin Owens won. Sami Zayn was like, "No, I'm not done with this." He kept beating Kevin Owens. They kept besting each other. The fatal four-way at Extreme Rules was another great match they had with Miz and Cesaro placed into it. They kept growing and doing new things with the story to keep it fresh, keep it interesting. Money in the Bank. They kept adding to it and making it grander. And just like they are waiting, like this has to end. This has to stop. Battleground is it. And they they fulfilled that destiny. It was like a great match, great story told. I feel like had all the pieces of a great feud, and they executed at fall stage nxt are in our right for chapter one this is the finale this was the grand finale and i feel like they did everything they needed to do to make this feud get over fans were into it we were into it great matches great personalities it was like the perfect storm of a feud and i think that's why it's feud of the year
3: okay so let's go ahead and start bringing this first round to a close it's time for you all to deliver your closing arguments why is your pick for feud of the year the best feud of 2016 we're going to start things off with Evan this time
1: well, AJ Styles versus John Cena has come to fruition and it's delivered you a couple of the best matches that you've seen in the last couple of years. And not only that, but it is not finished necessarily. We talk about chapter one or chapter two of a feud. There is still more to come now with John Cena's return on the horizon here in in the next few days. And with AJ Styles being WWE champion, now this feud can become a WWE championship feud and evolve into the next level that it hasn't even gotten to yet. And we got a couple of the best matches, plus a squeaky clean win for AJ Styles at SummerSlam. And not only that, but you talk about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The best has already happened in NXT. And we talk about Daniel Bryan and The Miz. And I honestly think that that... Everything that's going on with those two has been more the Miz shining bright like a star and Daniel Bryan kind of just being there and, and having things to say. But because he can't lace them up, it's already no good as far as I'm concerned. AJ Styles, John Cena, feud of the year. And not only that, but it is magical because it is something that people dreamed about for a decade now coming true.
2: Justin? Um... They just Styles, John Cena started out strong, but then they deflated that money. That ending really did ruin that feud, the money and bank match, because there was no need for that. They overbooked it. They meddled with it. And it became kind of not, like, a, like a wasteland for two months until SummerSlam, which was a good match. But then they ruined it with no mercy but by throwing that in and not giving a satisfying conclusion there. Even if it happens later, at where we're at right now in 2016, it wasn't satisfying enough. And it was overblown. With Dana Bryan and Miz, it's a non-feud. It shouldn't even be allowed to be in this discussion because Dana Bryan's not going to fight in this feud. That Miz is the only one pulling all the legwork. And it's it's a great character model for the Miz, but it's not really a feud. And I think it's a trash thing to pick from Duke's part of, personally. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, but it's just it's that feud. It's just everything we think of how what makes a great feud: the characters, the story, the, how the fans can get invested in it and like relate to it and understand it. It's like it's just the perfect storm of a feud. And I feel that they had great beginnings in ROH and every other indie place they played. NXT was a great add-on, great start for WWE's version of it. And just like this year, it was just a the perfect wave and just how we're going to like, we're going to go full force with this and we're going to knock it out. And I feel like they did. And I,
0: yeah, that's my argument. And Duke. Okay. So these other two feuds were very paint by numbers. And in the sense they deserve to be more because they're, the numbers were so clearly already there. Oh, we brought AJ Styles and his buddies in. Well, since AJ styles has these buddies, let's have the buddies help him out. Um, okay. What do we do next? Uh, Oh, perfect. I have an idea. Um, let's go ahead and just kind of like build up to this match right away because we know everybody wants to see it. And then we'll give it to them. We'll do the tag match. We'll give it to them again. And there's going to be a return match where we'll probably have John Cena go over. And it's very a paint by numbers feud where the degree of difficulty in getting Daniel Bryan and The Miz to work is incredibly hard. It's so hard when you have one guy who you know beforehand is not going to wrestle and now he has to put these set pieces into place he has to move pieces around on his roster he has to be able to convince you that Dolph Ziggler nobody gives a shit about Dolph Ziggler he has to be able to convince you that Dolph Ziggler is a worthy opponent for the Miz and he does so he continues to build off of other things there and the fact that they're able to play so much off of a guy that actually is bringing nothing to the ring Is just speaks more to the level that this feud has to work on solely from being on an acting and microphone setting
3: Man, I have a tough decision on my hands Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with Justin You kind of got lost in the sauce early on because it wasn't until later into the conversation that your pick even came up. And when it actually did come up, one of the biggest criticisms or the biggest criticism that was waged against the Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn feud was this belief that there were some inconsistencies with the booking that were too big to get over. And I don't believe that you battled back against that criticism effectively enough for me to consider you in contention for the win in this uh, round in particular. So for me, it's down to Duke and Evan. And both of you guys delivered some strong arguments from an offensive standpoint and defensive. Uh, Duke, he came out ready to throw blows, but Evan, you ducked and dodged them when Duke was talking about uh, the disappointment with john cena and aj styles that feud and you said uh well yeah this has produced you know two of the best matches that we've seen in recent memory." so that was some good stuff from you there and on the side of duke you had to battle against people believing that this wasn't even really a friggin feud but i like that you twisted that negative into a positive kind of and you talked about how unconventional the feud was and how That was actually a good thing. And then it actually did transfer some overness into more conventional elements of uh, wrestling, like the Miz's character overall and its feud with uh, Dolph Ziggler. So, um, yeah, I, shit, I don't know. This is going to be tough. Uh... Why didn't you guys tell me judging was going to be so difficult? Um...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough job.
2: If you don't pick Evan, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to be more upset that I didn't win this <laughs> if you give it to Duke. That's a, not a feud. No, no. That's See, the not thing a feud. It is with what Duke was saying. It was trash. It was. It was. It's. Come on, Jay. It's not a feud. It is. It's a feud. not a it's feud. Give it to the actual pick,
3: feud. But technically, it is a feud. It's a. Like, I don't. It's not going to be satisfied. No, like. Okay. You go ahead. Duke delivered a very strong argument, and I think that there was a lot of value in what he said. But I got to give the point to Evan. Thank God.
1: Mm, God. All right, baby. That's how we started up.
3: Evan, I got to say, I'm impressed. Like, I'm really impressed. I've been warning you behind the scenes to get ready because these dudes are some damn barracudas. But you brought out a different side of you I've never really seen before. So, man,
1: hey, the silent killer, man. That's how you get it done. You don't have to be a barracuda to be the the biggest fish in the, in the uh, tank here.
3: All right. Well, I Thought guess I so far so good because that is the end of the first round. And Evan is currently in the lead with one point. But Duke and Justin will be looking to get on the board in round number two with the following question. In the year's 2016, we've seen many a weekly wrestling show. Some of them are here to stay. Others have come along met their purpose and then went away but we are nonetheless looking for the most well rounded show the cream of the crop in other words the a show so to the panel i ask you this question what is the a show of 2016 first up in round number two is justin
2: well jay let me tell you what show currently has Samoa Joe? Nakamura, Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger, The Revival, DYI, oh, I'm just going to say, it's NXT. And it's the most obvious choice ever in the world, probably, I think. So, I think that, I'm just saying the name NXT over the past couple of years can just resonate like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's why it's a show of the year. So, I'll leave it there and wait for the fight, but NXT is my pick.
3: Okay, Justin, with NXT, what you got, Duke?
0: Okay, so, my pick didn't completely get rated by Raw or SmackDown, and be left to be shit. Um, my show is was short, it did what it was done, and it's the best iteration that we have seen of it from the WWE, and that is the Cruiserweight Classic.
3: Okay, and finally, Evan, what's your pick?
1: My pick is pretty obvious. Ever since the draft has been... Uh, finished WWE Smackdown live has been the show to watch in terms of WWE and it is the a show now taking raw and kicking its ass to the curb gotta go with Smackdown interesting characters and giving you a reason to watch the blue brand a reason that you didn't have over the last few years prior to it gotta go with Smackdown
3: now that all of the picks for a show of 2016 have been made Time to fight it
1: out. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off by just saying that SmackDown Live is a show right now that has interesting characters unlike Monday Night Raw. And not only that, but when you consider the fact that the most people who watch wrestling watch Raw or SmackDown or both are not only more entertained by SmackDown, but the fact that they are actually doing outdoing Raw is a compliment to the show and it's the first time that that's been the case since somewhere in the mid-2000s. I mean, we're talking about the post-draft coming out and having a finally a time where you could actually watch SmackDown and you can enjoy this show. I mean, this is like newfound territory for the brand. And plus, to what Duke had said in the previous argument, you have one of the most dynamic and interesting feuds going on with both Daniel Bryan and The Miz, Talking Smack, a, a special show that comes on afterwards.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you pick Talking Smack? <laughs> I did not pick Talking Smack, but Talking Smack is a compliment uh, to SmackDown Talking Live. Smack is supplemental stuff. You can use what is uh, addressed on SmackDown.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: well, they, they go ahead and they show replays
1: of Talking Smack on SmackDown Live. So Is that because the, con- the
0: interviews and content on SmackDown isn't as good? Uh.
1: No, what it, all it tells you is that the interviews and content on SmackDown deserve to have extra time that can't just be filled within two hours.
0: Okay, and I assume with this new show Raw, Raw Talk that the same is also true then, that they have so much interesting stuff going on that they just can't fill their three hours as well? Well, Monday Night Raw has
1: three hours, and those three hours are a snooze fest, so I don't know why you're wasting your time on Monday nights, but...
0: But I'll tell you well, what's I mean, if their talk show face. is – if your talk shows for that, wouldn't Raw's talk show also be for that?
1: It could be for the same purpose. doesn't mean it's as good.
0: Why
2: are we fighting while we're talking smack? That's not what he picked. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to this. Okay, NXT. Let me hit you with this, okay? Look at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Look at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Both are uh, – or before WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Both blew those big shows away. Like, I felt more invested about NXT Dallas than I did – WrestleMania. I was at WrestleMania. I cared more about NXT Dallas.
0: Look at the leader decay and the final de- or in the final deletion. I care more about those, but that doesn't mean I'm out here picking TNA.
2: I about did, but that's not besides the point. You're bringing up why are you bringing up brand new stuff that has nothing to do with this debate here? What I'm, I'm saying, discredit
0: ex- the fact that you can't just use two different shows act like I care about anything on the card, the quality of wrestling does not equal the quality of the show. Oh,
2: quality of wrestling, you say? Nakamura versus Joe. We've had that this year. Nakamura versus Finn Balor. Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. We have Joe versus Finn Balor. We have the Rival versus Alpha American Alpha and the DIY. We have like a plethora of wrestling. Wrestling NXT is the best pure wrestling show going on today. If you don't look at NW wise, since we're talking about WWE only things right now, I think it even beats out uh, Cruiserweight Classic because. And if you want to talk about things being rated and like torn to shreds, like look at the cruiserweight division right now how's that doing buddy and that's because okay it was but i'm not
0: talking right about the cruiserweight division right now every ca- every person who came out there to wrestle to make- in their cruiserweight classic was shown in a little video package telling you who their character was that's better presentation than wwe does currently the if i tuned in for smackdown tomorrow and i saw james ellsworth or on tuesday sorry yeah and i saw james ellsworth on my tv I would have no idea what the fuck this guy is doing in the ring with Dean Ambrose or AJ Styles. And even if they showed me their little recap videos, I still wouldn't understand who James Ellsworth is. I wouldn't understand who AJ Styles is. I wouldn't understand who D- Dean Ambrose was. If I wasn't a watcher under cruiserweight classic, you turn in, they will show you the story of this guy, the path he has went on through his matches. And it just keeps progressing to give you a character before the match, where even if you're tuning into episode six, you understand who this guy has been At the same time,
2: forward. you can't ignore the fact the big elephant in the room that the Cruiserweight division ha- has tarnished what the Cruiserweight Classic was. And You he- can even look at the finale of the Cruiserweight Classic. TJ Perkins was not their choice to win, yet they were forced into picking him into winning it. So you don't even get a valid winner of the tournament. It kind of devalues the entire tournament a little bit, don't you think? And SmackDown Live, it's still a main roster show. You still get some dumb shit. You get the Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt feed, which was
0: trash. You get all... You get the you get a bunch of uh, what's well, so going on now. Not to mention we're picking up the year. Shipping. I bring up six months before the brand split.
1: Do you and have that half
0: of a year that you're looking at for we're your show. I have the uh, I have the luxury of my show was a contained spot Where WWE knew how they want to execute it, they brought in the right guys. They brought Brian Kendrick back and made him arguably one of the most cared about people. They brought in Cedric Alexander. That match with Kota Bushi. You have all this different. (laughs) You have all of these different pieces that in that cruiserweight classic created drama between guys that you may have never had any idea who they were, but because they gave you an idea of who their character is. And what you're supposed and what you should be expecting with it being a cruiserweight classic and them delivering, but that very, let them be cruiserweights and they didn't do that on the main roster
1: that very containment is exactly I think what the biggest drawback of that show can be is because it's the same formulaic stuff it's we talk about paint by numbers it's the same type of thing you're gonna get the same type format match it's the same type of oh well what flip can we do this match around and yeah maybe there's some stories there but there's no dynamic element and and not only that but Smackdown Live's case can be made for yeah maybe the first few months weren't the best but the fact that there could be that stark of a turnaround for this show in in the course of just one year in under one year just because of a brand split it's unbelievable that just makes its case that much stronger because that means the second half of the year was from zero to a hundred the show literally went from one end of the spectrum to the other and that's Something that neither NXT or the Cruiserweight Classic can say. NXT because has NXT, to stayed, consi- consistently it, it, NXT summer, stay stayed
2: consistently good. Even when they got in the summer, they stayed good. Yes, they, they did, when dude. They, Nobody's when the, the draft fucking stupid happened, this.
0: they lost their mid-card. They lost their complete mid-card. Uh,
2: their mid-card's still you, there, I can see. We got Andre Cien almost there. We got He's not he's, bad. Not anymore. His name's Andrade.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I
1: think the audience for NXT is a little more niche. I find myself as a lifelong fan as somebody who cares a lot more about watching the takeovers and the specials than I do about seeing week to week NXT events. You're missing some good Uh, stuff. That's exactly how I am. You're missing some really good stuff.
0: NXT is more of a clip show than it is a must-see television show. And you're missing out on good classic. You cannot get clips. You can get clips from SmackDown, everything like that. If I miss an episode of SmackDown. I don't have to hurry to Hulu to see it. I can hurry to YouTube and watch it in
2: you don't have to fifteen hurry to minutes. Classic either it's on the network. Right now. If so I'm if, if I'm watching,
0: yeah, if I'm content. watching the Cruiserweight Classic and they show me something in like there, they may show you a little bit of the match. But that part of the match was typically so good that you wanted to go back and watch the entire thing. As much That's as as much as I am a fan of SmackDown, I can't say that about SmackDown. And NXT, I put as less. I put it as more of a clip show than Raw because there's just so few things that I care about with the, it being a developmental.
2: But you're missing the see sometimes it's not about the destination it's about the journey to it and sometimes you just miss the little nuances that are in those little shows leading up to a takeover like the joe and feud. there's always these little things with joe cutting promo which they don't show in the actual video packages i've noticed because i've been watching a lot and it just i feel like they're missing so many little things but it builds to great feuds like it's a simple wrestling show triple H has built a model where it's like they wrestle tell the story there a promo here and there we get to the takeover, the big blow off we move on we continue growing and growing and i think even he survived that the big raid over the summer which duke was talking back. about it Hey, am I talking right now?
0: When my hand goes and up, I'm you go silent. I'm telling you that I think they took a step <laughs> back, not growing.
2: Yeah, it's growing a lot, actually, if you think about it, because they're doing their own town. They're getting all these big, like Andre C. and almost. They're getting him. Like they, he was a botch at first, and they're fixing him. Like they realize their mistakes and they fix it. And the same with Ty Dillinger. I never gave a shit about Ty Dillinger until this year when he faced Bobby Roode, and they really made him like that fatal four way which happened on last NXT. When he, I was like, oh my god, I want Ty Dillinger to win. So I wanted him to beat Bobby Roode. I was like invested in these characters, which you would never think you would, because NXT just continues to grow. And, like, okay, we lost some, we lost. We lost a Finn Balor. Okay, let's fix that. Let's get a Bobby Roode in here. And the, they always know how to revolve it. They lose their mid-card, but they always find a way to keep things fresh and original and keep things moving to where you want to see the next TakeOver. You want to see the next NXT special. I think, not special, it just NXT. I don't know. It just, it's just called NXT. It's weird. They should name it something. <laughs> NXT. But,
1: but to I, me, I, what I, makes a show the best show of the year is, is, is a stark room of, of, a, of improvement. And, and SmackDown, since the draft, has been... Very consistent. Not only that, uh, but each of people, on. uh, they're, they're, they're it reaches the depends. most people. There's been the most people that watch it. Get. You have a, a revitalized tag team division. You have a women's division that is explosive, oh, yeah, isn't and, a
0: tag and therefore, <laughs> why
2: and the, therefore, why do the, the ordnance have to be? He's but right? will, But look well, at say, a
1: team, well, look at a, see, a team like the Usos who have been completely revitalized yeah, as a they, result of flopped. this why They're not using them. Are they really that much of a flopper? they a heck of a lot better than them when they're they were going?
2: They're not using them, so I assume American saying, Alpha is also so, a flop, so, so they're not using them.
1: <laughs> no, not necessarily, because the thing is, they haven't had a time to actually come to fruition yet on the main run. Right? Because
2: they haven't, because they've dropped the ball with these new people they have on the draft. Like American but that's NFL, they more got on the creative team,
1: off. that's not on the He's quality. He's later
2: on, Rhino. how to get more over <laughs> than <laughs> American Alpha? I don't know how that happened. It somehow happened, I don't get it.
1: Because they James were, were
2: editing, facing AJ Styles and they were
1: funny, and they there, there was you creative
0: deal package with them. And- you have a good roster that was then moved towards focusing on a James Ellsworth with involvement in a yeah. Dean Ambrose and a AJ Styles feud. In which James Ellsworth, instead of being used as a compliment or something like that, or kind of, you know, like to progress the story, has instead became the centerpiece of that story. And actually now, after Dean Ambrose moved out, moved out, James Ellsworth had a match with AJ Styles. Yeah, and the weird part is a lot of it, people are it, it actually
1: feels... responding positively to that, whether whether you are or not. It, it, a lot of people are enjoying James Ellsworth. Can I, can in fact, he's what? got he he's got his own his own line of merchandise. He's got his own T shirt now. I mean let me this guy's put doing the in SmackDown well. Live. What is the
0: what long the term of goal of up oh, sorry, Justin, let me just finish this one off and because yours will flow a lot better off of it. What is the long term goal of pushing James Ellsworth? Is this guy going to be a world champion for you, an IC champion for you, or is he's he going to be a jobber that for this three, four, five months is fun to push? It's well, kind of like I, it's well, I mean, the again, reason they don't go, go all the way straight with straight. Santino Morella.
1: Yeah, well, and it they haven't it because it's not like they put a title on him yet. I mean, you look at John Cena. He's coming back this he coming He pinned AJ Tuesday.
0: Styles I, three times or at least beat him.
1: Yeah, and there's been other enhancement talents over the course of time that have done similar things, and it's frustrated Sean the the, the people who are very into professional wrestling, but it's not necessarily pissing the people off who were watching the show on a week-to-week basis who were casual people fans. Off?
2: This is what breaks down with yeah. SmackDown, how WWE view SmackDown Live. What was the main event title match at SummerSlam for SmackDown Live? Dolph Ziggler the- versus Dean Ambrose. It was the least anticipated match on that entire card.
1: That's yes, how they feel and- about
2: SmackDown Live. And so it might how- have been
1: the... It might have been the least anticipated batch on the card to a certain extent, but people were starting to suddenly care about Dolph Ziggler. In fact, no, I remember they when, I remember when a specific uh, Jay, who is involved in this show, in maybe perhaps way. just a little bit, was out there <laughs> making videos on why Dolph Ziggler didn't belong in the main yeah. event. And I remember that that re- reception was so mixed that he was actually getting a lot of thumbs down and a lot of heat for doing so, for saying so. A lot I of mean, people are, are liking like the idea of that. Dolph Ziggler. Well, I'm just saying. I <laughs> if you're, mean, if you're SmackDown Live. live talk it, about it, characters it, that you like. Has been a platform for new characters <laughs> to get exposed in different lights, and Dolph Ziggler was one of those people that a lot of people still like. Again, it's not about whether you guys actually like Dolph Ziggler or not; it's whether or not the masses like Dolph Ziggler or All not. Right. Apparently new they characters
0: must. to get exposed and be introduced in a different and be like used in a different Dude, way. The clue the cruiserweight classic, you, even you had Tommaso classic? yes, I did. I watched every I single it. episode.
2: I doubt you
1: did. I watched t- I remember- every
0: single episode. You okay. have you have the <laughs> Brian Kendrick saga with okay. Daniel Bryan. You have Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano having one of the best matches of the year from a tag team that just came together to have a match on the Cruiserweight Classic and made it really important. And they made that match feel like a big deal. It was built up to like a big deal. That match belonged on WrestleMania as far as quality goes and quality of build. And it wasn't really anything besides like the Cruiserweight Classic because they went back to NXT and became a team again. I mean, you drew from what was there, and then you used it again. That was the crux argument of your last point, so don't be trying to steal it for NXT.
3: All righty, guys, that's it for the debating. Now it is time to deliver your closing arguments for a show of 2016. Duke, I don't know, that kind of sounded like a closing argument to me, but if you want to try to deliver that knockout punch, feel free to do so.
0: We're talking about Brian Kendrick, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan. Uh, You had the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano stuff. You had all these fantastic matches, Abushi versus Cedric, all of these different just fun things. You got to see people that you would never think you'd see in a WWE ring and some guys that will probably never sign with the WWE. And it all came together. It was well-contained. And although it was formulaic in a tournament, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know how else you were going to do it. Right. Evan?
1: Well, SmackDown Live is the most improved show of 2016, and not only that, but the best show of 2016. Because you have a brand on main WWE television, something that gets so much criticism and so much flack for always being underwhelming and this, that, the other. And you have a show now that people can care about and people can get invested into through various different characters that have now emerged and had an opportunity to emerge as a result of the brand split. And you'd see an improved women's division. You see an improved tag team division. And hell, you even see an improved Randy Orton, who many people would have assumed by 2016 wasn't going to have much else to give. And not only that, but when you have AJ Styles leading the way as your WWE champion on the blue brand, you have something going very, very special out on SmackDown Live. Talk about most improved show Goes from a show that people didn't care about and didn't watch ever, just watched Raw, to now being the one show that is must see each week on WWE television.
2: And Justin, I think when it comes to Cruiserweight Classic, cruise. Well, I've got to knock these guys down first. The Cruiserweight Classic, it was okay. I, at the moment it was good, but now if you look back on it, it's really tarnished. That 205 Live and what they're doing in the Cruiserweight Division really hurt that show because, and plus, they didn't get the real winner they wanted. They wanted either Kota Ibushi or Zack Sabre Jr. to win it. They got neither of them. They picked. TJ Briggs is third winner. Some, that's a really good stamp on your tournament. Especially when you, the winner of the tournament lost his Cruiserweight belt like a month later. It was like, oh, that was such a great purpose of that tournament, right? Really good use of it. Really devalues that tournament, and I think that hurts it. Were there some good matches on it? Yes. Were there some good little character moments? Yes. But I can't say it's best. And plus, it was only a fragment of the year. I can't give it the not as best show of the year. If we're going to go like from a harder bar. NXT has a much harder bar. SmackDown Live has a much harder bar going from pillar to post as a year and I feel like Smackdown Live it's just it's awkward. it's a main roster show you're going to get the good with the bad a lot and there's a lot of bad and it's because it the, the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton feud was sucky until they decided to team up and they called them all again and like there was a bunch of the, the, the SummerSlam feud they got all these little stupid things that happened there like why is, why aren't they using American Apple why aren't they propping them up to be this big thing because NXT did them right like, it seems like NXT does them all, 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 all right, and with NXT, they had that big rate over the summer. They lost a lot of talent. Like, they could have lost their mid-card, but Triple H looked at it. I'm going to give him a lot of the credit here. It could be William Regal. It could be a bunch of other people. It's like, okay, how do we sustain this? We get Bobby Roode. We do this. We do that. We keep things moving. We keep things pushing. Like, we haven't got hurt. We keep going, and from start of the year to the end of the year, NXT has been the most consistently good show. You'll find a great payoff show. You get the nice little, like the, like a, like a build-up show should be. You get some wrestling. You get some talking. You get the character movements. You move on. Like, you could not watch Raw and just watch the pay-per-views. And you'd still, have, that, that's not a good knock on NXT, I think. Because you could do that with any of the shows. And I feel like NXT is the most consistent. you got the best characters. got the best matches of the year in there. And I think it's just the most, just from pro to post, Most consistently, good show, so I give it the nod as best show of the year.
3: Evan, early on I noticed that you used the poor quality of Monday Night Raw to prop up your argument of why SmackDown was so good. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing in a general sense, it didn't prove to be that effective in this specific instance because your objective here wasn't to prove that SmackDown was better than Raw. You needed to prove that SmackDown was better than NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic to gain an advantage here in this round of Last Mark Standing. So you kind of worked yourself into a hole a bit early on and you tried to work your way out of it, but Duke and Justin were determined to make sure your ass stayed right down there. They went on this calculated assault against SmackDown and bringing up some not so shiny components of the show. And they forced you into a corner to a point where you had to defend James motherfucking Ellsworth, and it goes without saying that that is a very tough job to do. Now, over on the side of Justin, you did a much better job in this round of directly battling against the criticisms that were waged against your pick versus what you did in the first round, but something that I noticed that Duke was very effective of doing, he kind of twisted you guys around in a sense that he didn't prevent you from delivering strong arguments, but he, did ult- he-, he forced you to alter your t- perspective to a point where Basically, here's what I'm trying to say. Evan, I think that you delivered a great argument in favor of SmackDown being the best main roster show and SmackDown being the most improved show of 2016. And Justin, you delivered a great argument in favor of NXT being the most resilient show of 2016. But when it comes down to the A show of 2016 and the most uh, and the strongest argument in that regard, I got to give this round to Duke. Yes. You did a really good job of playing up the successes of the Cruiserweight Classic, pushing off any criticism and making sure that we understood the difference between that self-contained entity versus what the Cruiserweight division has become since it ended. It was another unconventional pick, but it proved to be successful this time around with Duke winning round number two, gaining one point. And now he is tied with Evan going into the third and final round. Even though Justin currently sits at zero, he still has a chance to run away with this entire thing because the final round of last Mark Sanding is worth two points. So that means whoever wins this round wins this overall edition of last Mark Sanding. And the final round is this. We wouldn't have a feud of the year to discuss. We wouldn't have an A-show award to hand out were it not for the wrestlers. They form the foundation of what wrestling is all about. So, final question for this edition of Last Mark Sanding. Who is the wrestler of the year? Justin, go ahead and take it away.
2: Well... Back in the first time I've ever done a W special, this is like my second, third, fourth one of those times. One of the only first times I've ever participated in this. I picked Bully Ray as my superstar of the year. And that was a TNA guy that was never going to get any votes. I just picked it because TNA guy. This is a TNA guy I fully believe deserves this spot. And it feels so weird saying that. Because, my God, Matt Hardy used to be such a train wreck. But, my God, broken Matt Hardy is the shit. He is the greatest thing to happen this year. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to break down his broken brilliance later on in the fight.
3: Okay, Justin, with Broken Matt Hardy, who do you got, Duke?
0: All right, well, when I looked at it, I thought, man, there's a lot of obvious ones. You have your AJ Styles, you have your Samoa Joes and stuff like that, but then I really looked at who had the best year overall, and I think that person from consistency of booking is the Miz.
2: fuck. Miz Mark.
3: (laughs) All right, Evan, who's your pick for wrestler of the
1: year? Hey, you've got your A's, and you've got your J's, and you've got your Styles, (laughs) because AJ Styles is the man of the year, 2016, not a question about it, finally in WWE, already seen the top of the chain at TNA, already seen it in New Japan, and now a top-level guy in WWE, who better than AJ Styles, the phenomenal one.
0: Um, I think there's a lot better than AJ Styles, not because of AJ Styles' skills. I think it's mostly because of the stuff he got put into. There was that large portion of the year where you didn't care about that Chris Jericho feud. Oh, fuck yeah, I didn't. And there's just this (laughs) long period of time, and then you get into the John Cena stuff, and it gets good. And then you get into the Dean Ambrose stuff, and it really starts to get boring again. And then we bring in James fucking Ellsworth. (laughs) And then <laughs> James Ellsworth comes to play. I don't oh think boy, did that absolutely ruin everything that they Still had established with that stuff. John Cena part? Because having Dean Ambrose, uh, having AJ Styles face Dean Ambrose, that's fine. But the James Ellsworth stuff just—he was being pushed as a bigger star on a show that's supposedly built around AJ Styles. And at this it, point in time, things that have happened champion. with.
1: Things that have happened with James Ellsworth are not going to overshadow everything else that has gone on with AJ Styles this year when it comes to his Royal Rumble debut, which stole the Royal Rumble by itself. Then and then, then you move into the summer where AJ Styles has the best feud of the year. So you're
2: going to miss the show with Chris Jericho? John Cena.
1: The gonna stuff with that with Chris
0: yeah, we're just going to skip that we're the stuff Let's skip uh, honestly, the, the stuff he with Chris to Jericho,
1: Jericho wasn't even
0: that, that under, bad. That Actually he
2: lost his first WrestleMania match to Chris Jericho. Fandango beat, beat Jericho yes. at WrestleMania.
1: Yes, yes. And, and, like, and the, the, the winner was, loss
0: was, doesn't affect whether he it had kinda a... Does. Year. I think no, it really doesn't. He would have had be a better year. But the only problem is he just had some of these moments that you're like, huh, their highs were really high. But the lows were really low. And I discount that uh, Royal Rumble like debut because AJ Styles came to WWE. If that happened in 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012, the response is going to be somewhat similar. It wasn't necessarily because of what he did in the Rumble. It was because he was at the Rumble.
1: Yeah, and that helps to further the case of why 2016 is his year, because this is where he starts. He gets to start right in the beginning. And not only that, but I'm not going to discount the fact that Chris Jericho's feud with him was a little bit confusing at times. But what I am going to say is that what happened with Roman Reigns was excellent. That was one of the uh, best feuds going on in WWE at that time. And not only that, but AJ Styles brought out the best in Roman Reigns and unlocked another level of Roman Reigns that other feuds and opponents couldn't do for Roman Reigns. The thing about AJ Styles isn't necessarily the wins and losses this year. The thing about AJ Styles is that he brings out the best in every single opponent that he faces. That's why AJ Styles is the best in the world. That's why he's still at the top of the mountain. That because is the argument. He argument can that bring Dolph out.
0: Ziggler makes when he wakes up every morning in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, except, <laughs> except It's not about the wins and losses.
1: Except the difference is that much- Dolph Ziggler always loses. And AJ Styles is the WWE champion right now. And not only that, but he has that squeaky clean win over John Cena and then wins the title the next month. So the best momentum in the entire WWE outside of Brock Lesnar winning a UFC fight and then dismantling Randy Orton the best momentum swing of the entire year is those two months with aj styles no one else is even close to that and the miz you know we talk about how he got better as the year went along but the first few months of the year were pretty forgettable as far as the miz goes and his ic title reigns yeah. have all been kind of snooze fest until the most recent one to be completely until he, honest.
2: Until he went on talking smack and talk to Danny Bryan, miz was a non-factor i mean i didn't like the maurice thing at first that grew him when he fa- confronted Daniel Bryan. His WrestleMania match, I was so pissed that he was near winning. I was more pissed that Zack Ryder won, but I was more pissed that he was even in the second contention of it. because It's not because it's a heel either. It's because this man did not deserve that over the other men in that oh, match.
0: Felt- no, the guy who's put how many years into this business did not deserve it? You Neither know, did Zack Ryder. No, they didn't. because Bahu- Ry- like The perfect thing there no, was that Miz Zach is Ryder. so despised that people who watch The Miz, although he has put on match after match after match that you can put up there and say, this is a good match. People look at The Miz and they say, oh, well, he's just not good enough. And The Miz took that and made that his entire character. You're talking about a guy who makes subtle tweaks to keep this character fresh and relevant. A guy who's continuously worked and just just found little things when my hand goes up your mouth goes shut little things like that just moments that just could draw a real reaction there are a lack of true heels on the roster and the miz is a true heel the miz isn't it, trying to be cool if
2: you want to have my best heel it's he's in the contention but he's still not going to win that either i don't think that there's I mean, miz shouldn't even be in this discussion who's like, a better he is, heel than the Miz? kevin, Owens. I just, kevin Owens. no he's not is no, a better not. heel no, he's not. Yes, he is. Kevin Owens.
0: All Kevin of these Owens, guys are cool on. heels. If you're talking about a guy who actually gets the desired response, can get can get the babyface cheered and rallied behind, it is the Miz. The Miz uh, is that guy. Jay gave a shit about about Dolph Ziggler through the Miz. The Miz has had arguably the best feud on television I you had a on good SmackDown. Of the year, but
2: I wouldn't say his year as a whole has been great. Because there was that. I remember the Extreme Rules match where, like, man, Cesaro, Kevin, I went to All three of these are good options. Miz is not a good option to win this match. Like, there's always these things. Like, Miz Why is Miz in the spot? He doesn't belong here. But he confirmed what Brian The is
0: that there is a perception in your mind that Miz is the, not the right option. So when Miz wins, he oh, that, not only does that, he tells you, How did I get oh, the- He tells you, oh, not not only this, (laughs) but I have made you hate me to the point where you do not want me to win. You do not think I'm on these guys' levels. You are the Daniel Bryan right now trying to hold the Miz down, and that's what makes that storyline work so well. Is because you relate with Daniel Bryan, and the Miz is out there. Putting his ass on the line while you're sitting back not wrestling. But is what Daniel Bryant. Is he he deserving to be in the ring with Cesaro? But is what Daniel Bryant doing?
1: The reason why the Miz is even as good as he is because you're saying that he's taking things like little tweaks from Daniel Bryan and using them is is that not him just copy and pasting Daniel Bryan into the Miz and therefore making the Miz better. So is the credit really due to Daniel Bryan or is the credit really due to the Miz or is the credit really due to Maurice the ride the ride or die chick as everyone around here like
0: Maurice was bad when she came in and she she got better. Because she Don't was you, able you to be around a veteran like The Miz. Oh, because she, she was able man. to work That's with a you. veteran. She was, if, <laughs> it's the same way that Charlotte got better when she was around Ric Flair. No, And she then wasn't. she was able to go off on her own and be better. Like You well, may say that this Ric Flair-Charlotte stuff was bad. But afterwards, try. Charlotte has been phenomenal. It's this little combination yeah. of like bringing her in. And The Miz played Ric Flair in that role. And he brought Marie's back to what she used to be. Now, when we look at the entire scope of it all, too, AJ Styles would be a great pick, but there's just so many things that he did this year that just were not at AJ Styles' level. And when yeah, we're I, looking I at it, it you right now. you're bringing your set of stuff. Your sample size is actually smaller than mine.
1: Well, it's not in terms of uh, what actually happened. Him winning the WWE Championship, him beating John Cena, that's bigger than anything that the Miz can even the say that he's belt done is in more 2016 right now. that's the not the belt. way that WWE sees it and again you're part of the that's argument the from the that beginning the but the way you see it doesn't matter to this argument because we already talked about <laughs> wins and losses not oh we can't talk about that all right yeah. then fine WWE sees it structurally as the WWE championship is the top Prize. So the obviously if he beats John Cena Queen, then takes John Cena and implements John Cena into his character and says that he's the face that runs the place because he beat John Cena, it added an element and a depth to AJ Styles that d- no one else has had that depth this year like AJ has. And you know what's funny is that even though there has been some shit thrown in his direction, he's still come out smelling like a rose every single time. He still puts on one of the most memorable matches of the night. He still impresses every single person who watches him. Him. And he's still a WWE champion with more to come with him and John Cena leading into 2017. So I don't know how anybody could be better than what AJ Styles did. And, and even if his sample size is small, it's not the size of the sample. It's the quality of it. And the quality of it is to the max.
2: Here's how I think it. Okay. And I... Age of Styles is a really good pick, and that's why this debate's hard because you go any direction with it. I think if we're talking pure wrestling. Aegis Styles would win this hands down. If you put all the pieces together, I don't think his character's always been there. Like, when he's a like, face, of some rough times as him as a face. Like, if I had to hear him say, I'll do it on my own, like, one more time, I was going to snap on the man. I would to run rinse and spear the shit out of him. So <laughs> it was like, there's some problems there. And, like, as a heel, he's gotten better, but still, he can't beat James Ellsworth three times. Even with Dean Ambrose's assistance, kick out of a Dirty Deeds if you have to, man. I mean, shoot, it's James Ellsworth. That's why his character has taken a hit. And I feel like his promo skills have been better than my expected from AJ Styles because i only own him from TNA. But I, I feel like he's – AJ Styles is a quality pick, but they're still holding back. With Matt Hardy, I'm going to finally bring him up here. His Broken Williams has changed the game effectively, and like everyone's, he was the big talking point of the summer. It wasn't AJ Styles versus John Cena. It was Broken My Heart in the final deletion. or K. He he has changed himself, the game, and how we view wrestling in a gimmick kind of like the Undertaker, which should not work, but somehow miraculously it works. I compared him to the fucking Undertaker. I don't do that with anybody lightly, okay. And it's not because of like, respect, value, just character that shouldn't have got over, but because of the person it got over. And people are still drawn to it. People are still chanting delete and all this stuff. He's created all these little nuances, and he can go from TNA, he can do WCPW, he can go to all these places, and he's still broken my heart. People just want to see him party with the man, They're, like do Vanguard 1 and have Senior Benjamin there, and Maxwell, and all this great stuff that came along with him. And it's not just him. He, he comes with the whole package of what he is and what he symbolizes in the story. His character is revitalizing wrestling before my eyes. And I'm giving him that credit because in WWE, they even tried a cheap value of the Bray Wyatt, white family, new day thing. And they fail at it. Matt Hardy did something with TNA that did better than WWE sports entertainment, who has cre- Man, the creator of it. Matt Hardy did better. That is saying something. And that's why I have to give him to the broken brilliance. I'm sure you guys are going to try knocking him down. Can't wait to sweat those flies right now. Cause we're getting to the nitty gritty here. But he just is a quality pick. Miz does not belong here in this conversation. And plus, Matt Hardy should win this on the sole fact that he's never been over Jeff, more over than Jeff, and somehow, this year, he's more over than Jeff Hardy. How? 2015, 2011, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. 2015, 16? Yeah. <laughs> kind
1: of crazy, but great. Go ahead. I think a lot of the problem with Matt Hardy, for me, has just been the fact that I, a lot of people are kind of just... Making fun of it more than they're actually seriously like loving it. I, it. I Come on. I, I, I think <laughs> a lot. I, I think a lot of people just don't take TNA seriously, and they're just like, yeah, something to talk about. And and I don't know, man. I mean, Botchamania is something that I consider to be like wrestling royalty, and they got entire exclusive episodes of Botchamania just featuring the Hardys and and Broken. Matt Hardy. What he's
0: and,
2: doing is playing with audience expectation. It's a big revolving. <laughs> door of what you can do with wrestling and how you could what goes on he took what uh, he started what sorry started not usually trying to go we could do extreme crazy little things and he just decided let's make this more grounded if that's it's not even that all that more grounded it's just more interesting and dynamic what he's doing he created these little pieces and like i'm gonna make this mine and how we're gonna he's just changing the game i can't just tell say give aj styles his credit for being a great wrestler which he is he's a phenomenal probably best in the world i'll give him the nod but at the same time for, he was not a game changer this year. Miz was not a game changer this year. Broken Matt Hardy changed the fucking game. People are going to be like thinking about how can we do things like Broken Matt Hardy now. They're not going to be thinking, oh, how can I be like The Miz? How can I be like AJ Styles? Maybe entering-wise, but not character-wise or anything like that. They're going to be thinking, like, how can I be Matt Hardy? How can I be <laughs> go from an uncharismatic guy who eats grapes to the greatest thing in wrestling? I don't know how he did it, but my God, he did it. I was even... Rese- I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Von Delish, you need to watch it. Like, you're kind of sucked in like, oh... <laughs> this is
0: what
2: he's doing. It's just—it's a nice, um, like even a package. Sucked
0: into the stupidity. That's the thing. Just because
2: it's stupid does not make it bad. I can't knock that.
0: Yeah, but being stupid does not make you best. I'm not right? saying it there's makes it best. there's A certain amount of quality. There's a broken of, brilliance to it. There's a certain <laughs> amount of quality that we are trying to maintain here, and the difference between yours and AJ Styles and the Miz, and I'm even going to lump Evan in here with me because I think it's just such a broad level here is that. These guys are doing legitimate things that don't have like necessarily a sh- like a certain amount of time before they become irrelevant. I didn't even watch Total Nonstop Deletion. You're at this out. point, I've That's seen enough. Yet. At this point, I've seen enough of That's this part of this broken Matt Hardy stuff that I'm just like okay. You are not the bearer of gut in this world. Now there yeah, are I, I'm, things that are going to stick around. Yes, 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 stuck around. Delete, delete, delete'll probably delete, stick around. Just because it's delete. so easy to use. But that does not once again they chanted that the universal
2: title, man. He or, made his if way you're to talking about a guy,
0: if you're talking about a guy who's been more useful than he has been in years and been more over than he has been in years, you're talking about The Miz as well, my friend. Because no, you're not. forgetting that about that 2011-2012 time, The Miz was at the second highest that he's ever been compared to right now. And at th- that point in time, that was when he was WWE champion. And then he just kind of went away for a little bit, went away her a little bit, got more and more angry, got more and more Annoyed with the fact that he wasn't getting opportunities, and it's came through in his character now and really turned him into must see television. The Miz is the reason I watch if I'm going to watch SmackDown, well, okay. I'm going to That's watch like a, The Miz. Yeah, I'm not as excited and, to watch AJ Johnson, Styles and James and and Ellsworth and or AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. The only real sure. compelling thing that sure, AJ Styles true. did this entire year was with John Cena
1: and well around. and <laughs> a, and John Cena is the biggest name in wrestling but anyway uh you know Matt Hardy is <laughs> <laughs> the
2: biggest name in wrestling <laughs> it just to be the, the
1: biggest name in all of wrestling and you know the like bearer of like everything that goes on but anyway Matt Hardy I I just I don't want to say it's by association but by association with TNA Matt Hardy's the 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 argument for him is already I feel like kind of shot in the water. It's it's already kind of you know there's like a hole That's in the boat like, from the beginning because I don't think that this is a kind of guy who made TNA like a lot of people just start suddenly start watching TNA again who had stopped like like me for example I, I didn't start watching TNA again because of broken Matt Hardy yeah, I. I, still I- have- I still haven't watched TNA, and, and and he has had nothing to do with whether or not... And, and I'm hearing about his kid wrestling a match, and it just it's sounds... It's
0: hilarious, King Maxwell!
1: <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking to myself, doing? this is borderline child abuse, not good wrestling, you know?
2: He did, oh, come on.
1: <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm I, just not... I'm um, not so sure on the whole Matt Hardy thing, man. I, I like—is he funny? Does he have his entertaining, you know, aspects? Like, yeah, perhaps, but I, I don't. I would never even lump him into the category of, of of wrestler of the year. Maybe just entertaining act of the year. But to me, entertaining, hand to hand. entertaining act and wrestler of the year are two completely different things. And there's not one memorable match that Matt Hardy had in 2016, in my opinion, uh, that that could stand the test Holy of time as anything that, that AJ Styles did this year or even The Miz did this year. I will even give into that to a degree. Like, The Miz had more memorable matches. AJ Styles had more memorable matches. Matt Hardy, what's the most memorable match he had? Something in his backyard against his brother? Can I
0: debunk
2: something of yours real quick before I get to that debunction? Then we'll go to closing statements, right, Jay? We should be wrapping this up, right? Right. Uh, sure. All right, David. I'll debunk his, then i go to my final statement. You said nobody decided to watch TNA after the final deletion. I know a certain TNA hater from 2010. who was known for his TNA hatred. He kind of got back into it with you know Aces and Eights before that began with Austin Aries. His name was you know a J Dub, and he watched the Final Deletion. He's like, you know what? I'm going to watch TNA next week. They've earned that because of Final Deletion. Debunking. That's not just me doing it. So J. Okay. Did that. All right, people, one, one person
1: started viewing TNA again. Wow, the viewership Imagine went from three to four. Can I just say that he this is
3: like... You guys have done this before where it's like, okay, we're going to use what Jay did and what he said to help make my point. This is making me a little uncomfortable because I'm put in a situation where I have to look at it from an objective perspective and kind of take myself out of the equation and look at it from the outside looking in, so... Just going to go ahead and say that, but we have to get yep, to T-N-A. our closing yeah. that was, comments. Um still it was, was me not pandering. It was me just debunking his point that nobody watched I TDA I it. I, That's hey, I get it. Was it was clear pandering. It's effective, but yeah, it's about time just we just deliver our point, closing right? comments, so I'm going to go to uh, you first, uh, Justin, Wrestler of the Year.
2: All right, and the back to... I don't remember what Evan was saying right before he... Ah, fuck it. He had more memorable matches. He had that great match at... The Great War at like TNA, what was it called, TNA, TNA, Bound for Glory, how could I forget Bound for Glory, Ah, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, Bound for Glory, he had a great match there, his Final Deletion does count as a match, and so does Deleter Decay, and so does Team Attack, Team Apocalypse, all these do count as matches, so they were more memorable than anything AJ Styles has done, and The Miz has done, Miz has done in years, okay, more memorable than anything Miz has ever done in his career, and Broken My Heart He's done. You have to go with the most game-changing guy. And I think that is Broken Matt Hardy. He went from a guy we all took as a joke. Like, oh, he's just Jeff's brother. He'll never be. In there. Oh, he got dumped by Lita. That's hilarious. Let's go edge. And then you go to... He's eating grapes and saying, I'm going to change the business, man. And he's talking about Lita eating cheese fries. Well, Jeff Hardy's fucking high in a diner about talking shit about CM Punk. He was like, oh, he's a renegade thing. Matt Hardy could never find his niche until 2016, where he got a little broken, had a kid, and he has a Vanguard, when a Senior Benjamin, and he just... He changed the game. He's like found deletion. We're gonna do something that's totally different from anything else. We're gonna make people look at us. TNA. He helped the brand. He really did. People talk more. People talk about TNA at that point than they have done in a very, very long time. And it's all because of Broken Matt Hardy. You can't. You can't give the credit to Billy Corgan. You can't give the point to Dixie Carter. Or anybody. Matt Hardy was behind that all. He fought a kangaroo. He did all these things, <laughs> and it's like all these really cool things you never thought you'd see watching a wrestling show. And then it felt commonplace. It felt real. And it's not well, not real, but
1: man, <laughs> it was oh, t- man. I,
0: it <laughs> wasn't uh. real.
2: But it felt, like, it felt like it just it felt right that we came here in 2016. Where we're just seeing the same standard WWE like someone's in the top, ring talking, talking a promo. There's an invisible line, can't talk about it. Let's go to my compound and fight. How about that, Jeff? Uh, I'll give you deleted and all these things he did. Like he he's changed he, he changed himself. He changed the character. He's changed the game. He made Vincent Mandy of a cheap knockoff copy of something TNA. How does that not make your head explode? And go, Matt Hardy is something special because he is something special, and I, I'm going to give the nod to AJ Styles. He's probably the best all-around wrestler. He's probably a better, like you know, actual technician than Matt Hardy, yeah, but he's not a better character. Probably, he doesn't not the best yeah. special. All this stuff. Just
1: a little. Just a little,
2: mm-hmm. just a little <laughs> bit better than Matt Hardy. But you know what? Matt Hardy makes up for it in other areas, and I think that's what counts. You have to think when you talk about wrestling, you're not talking about just someone who gets in the ring, and does flips, and does a nice oh. knee bar here and there. AJ Styles does more than just flips. But Matt Hardy, he's he's all insp- he's all like an all-encompassing thing. Miz, he's a great heel. He's a great mid-card act. He belongs in the mid-card. He can just find his niche there. He's not going to be a world... If he's a world championship again, I'll turn off the TV. I'm never watching it again because fuck that. We're not doing that again.
0: And then...
2: <laughs> it just uh, Yeah, that's just where I am. Matt Hardy, he just changed the game. He's the best thing going. And it's bedazzling to me. Bedazzling. But go ahead. That's my point. Okay, Duke.
0: Okay, so... I want to look at this from a couple of different perspectives. Cause you have best character. You have best mic work. You have best wrestling ability. And there's a, just a very, there's very other ones, but those are three of the main ones. And then obviously like that comes together to make like the overall entertainingness of your match. Now, while AJ Styles has gotten better on the mic, his skills still aren't up there with the Miz. The Miz is a better character misses a better heel while AJ Styles is being booked as a heel shit everybody wants to cheer him so I don't know how effective that really is into you picking on to him being a bad guy I he's more like an Eddie Guerrero that's supposed to that if he was built like that may make a lot more sense where you're supposed to cheer him even though he did dastardly things so I think there's just a lack of like building from different areas and not to mention Honestly, from my honest opinion, if I am tuning in to see SmackDown, if I am tuning in to see Talking Smack, I want to see the Miz. It'd be nice to see AJ Styles, and I'm not actively tuning in to TNA. I'm not. I never even felt a slight urge to watch TNA because of Broken Matt Hardy. So while his little videos may be stupid and kind of fun to watch. I think there's a real disconnect where there's just a lack of people who then are making that connect. And if they are, are making it for a long term, because I think that there's just such a disconnect between these little snippets versus the whole picture.
3: All right, Evan, your closing comments for wrestler of.
0: Well, the year.
1: I'm all right. Closing comments. Well, for Justin's sake, uh, Broken Matt Hardy, man. I got to tell you, fighting a kangaroo, putting your son in the ring, man. I the, That's alone right there is enough to say, man, what, we got to question this guy's judgment. What is even going on with Broken Matt Hardy? But anyway, um, the,
0: fact broken. Kind of,
1: the fact that we can kind of laugh more than take it seriously when it comes to wrestler of the year, I feel like already kind of debunks that argument. Like I said, it's like, it's like there's a hole in the boat already. And then when it comes to The Miz... Yeah, is he good? Absolutely. Has he had himself a good 2016? Of course, I've been on record to say the very same thing myself. But there's a reason why he has won the Intercontinental Championship and why AJ Styles has won the WWE Championship, and that is because the butts go in the seats to see AJ Styles. That is because AJ Styles puts on the best match of the night inside of the ring. It's because AJ Styles makes his opponent better because of the fact that he is there, because of the fact that he is in the match with them. The fact of the matter is, he beat John Cena, and that is not exactly something that everybody does, and in a queen fashion, and a month later, wins the WWE Championship, and be- beating John Cena actually added another element to AJ Styles as a character who has, as you guys have mentioned, improved on the microphone in the course of 2016, made his debut, and now is a top-level star in WWE after already being a top-level star in TNA and New Japan, just showing the global outreach that is AJ Styles as the best damn wrestler in the motherfucking world.
3: That is it for the third and final round of this edition of Last Mark Standing. I did make a few quick notes, and I'm going to start with Justin. Very unconventional, but strong argument in support of Matt Hardy being a revolutionary in the wrestling industry in 2016. I really love that line that you threw out there where you said, it being stupid doesn't automatically make it bad. And you landed with that line, but then Duke hit you with one in return where he said, well, it being stupid doesn't make it best either. And in between those two extremes, there's a whole hell of a lot of room to um, work with there. But uh, speaking of uh, Duke... good on you for bringing up your belief that you had a bigger sample size to work with uh with the miz versus what evan had with aj styles basically saying that there's more evidence in support of the miz for superstar of the year or wrestler of the year versus what evan had to work with with aj so i really like that whole point point. and um on the subject of the miz though i do have to go back to justin you kept saying over and over again how the miz doesn't belong he shouldn't even be in contention for wrestler of the year I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Um, If you actually believe that The Miz shouldn't have been in the conversation, then you should have explained why rather than just saying that over and over again because you thinking that The Miz is a weak pick actually strengthened Duke's case because you didn't provide a proper opposition to what he was saying. Now, with Evan and his case for AJ Styles, you already know how much I love that argument of AJ Styles and his upward mobility, beating John Cena, the biggest star in the wrestling industry, and then immediately moving to the WWE Championship picture. So a strong argument in support of your pick. Actually, strong arguments all around, but unfortunately for you all, only one person can walk away with the victory. And the winner of the third round of Last Mark Standing and the actual Last Mark Standing is...
0: Duke. Bring in the money baby.
2: That makes no sense. Yeah let's go ahead
3: and call a spade a spade in saying that when it comes to wrestler of the year AJ Styles was the person to beat and Duke you waged this all-out assault against him and you talked about how the feud with James Ellsworth invalidated so many of the good things that were created with AJ's feud with John Cena and you had no qualms whatsoever about comparing The Miz directly to AJ and going point by point in all of the ways that you thought that The Miz was better and had an overall better year so a very strong case in favor of The Miz and breaking down AJ's. He won with the fucking Miz.
2: Miz is your superstar. Are you serious, no, Jay? Look, Listen I'm to so yourself. You I know you're a Miz
3: Because just because I picked Duke to win this specific round, it does not mean that I believe that the Miz is my superstar of the year. As I said at the beginning of the show, it's not about who has the best answer. It's about who has the best argument. Duke and- didn't
0: even effectively find him right. I knocked oh, uh, him down. Oh, to uh, Miz was my fourth <laughs> choice.
2: I knocked him down, man. This was my
0: fourth choice, Justin. Don't what did Miz do that point.
2: was anything compared to what... <laughs> how Justin,
0: he Trump came in third man. place, bud.
2: He beat Vince McMahon, <laughs> dude.
3: See, Justin, place, I already bud. told you what your issue was. You didn't take the Miz seriously enough, and you just let Duke slide right on by to the... But Evan said all I needed
2: to say about him. I was coasting on his... I probably shouldn't have. But yeah, really? I said that on you, though. <laughs> God, That's I was trying a, to do
0: serious you damage did. control. I would have been Evan, cool if everyone won this AJ Styles. But you can't heartbeat.
2: tell me Ms. is better than Broken Man Hardy or AJ Styles. You can't. It's fun. Duke didn't even. You know who just
3: told you that? <laughs> what? Duke told you that.
0: I did. <laughs>
2: yeah, not effectively. Not at all. Like, he didn't
3: even talk. None of what not is important. It's straw man
2: arguments. What are you doing, Jay?
3: Alrighty, guys. That is it for this edition of Last wow, Mark's I legitimacy.
2: I right think.
3: Justin, yes, game our... over, man. Game over. You lost.
1: You, you lost. have lost.
3: Alrighty, guys. Now, I do have to say, that was all just for fun. No official votes were cast. And if you would like to have your voices be heard with the 2016 PWF Empire year-end awards, all you have to do is head over to pwfempire.com slash dubbies, and you can make your votes right over there. Until next time, thank you all for tuning in to Last March Standing. And we'll catch you later. Peace.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at choppacasino.com.